I don't know what, I mean, the universe, God, I don't know, man. Maybe I've seen a fortune cookie or something. Hello and welcome to episode 89 of the Smart Agents Podcast. My name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. In today's episode, we are joined by North Georgia-based real estate agent Cameron Engler. From humble beginnings, Cameron, along with his wife, are growing their real estate business at a rapid pace. Throughout our conversation, Cameron shares us why he is so determined to build a legacy for his family, as well as how he is making a name for himself in his market. Now, before we get on to today's featured interview, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents Podcast. You can find the show on all major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. Also, if you or someone else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on to today's featured interview with Cameron Engler. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you do as well. All right, so yeah, pretty much uh, the way I like to start everything out is if you could just introduce yourself to us a little bit where you're at in the country and a little bit you know, about how you got started in real estate. I'm based out of uh, North Georgia, really small market. Tiny town. I think our population is like 30,000 people. Um, I grew up humble beginnings. Um, I mean, we were poor. <laughs> and uh, I, I was told growing up, you know, got to go to college. Need to go to college if you want to be anything. Um, worked hard to get a football scholarship to NAIA. But in the in the uh, midst of that, had my son at 16. A couple of days later, like right after I found out that my wife, she wasn't my wife then, but she is now. But uh, a couple of days later, I find out I'm going into foster care. My parents had been um, involved with some drug stuff. So get put into foster care end up working my way to get a football scholarship. It ends up working out, but it's all the way in North Dakota. And I'm, I'm from Georgia, man. (laughs) And uh, I end up going because I I believe like, that's how I I have to do it. And um, after about six months, I was like, this ain't for me because my baby and my wife are still here in Georgia. And so I come back do construction a little bit. And, um, after, after making $230 a week, I was like, this ain't for me. (laughs) So (laughs) I I hopped into the real estate business right after. And, uh, that was in 2019. So. Right. What was it that made you want to jump into real estate? I mean, especially because you know, I'm assuming that that's not something that you had a whole lot of exposure to growing up. No, man. I, I didn't know anybody. I wasn't connected or nothing. My dad, he was a construction worker. And um, my mom, she was in the uh, she was cooking for some company at the time. But I, I'm not really sure. I, I think I've seen somebody um, locally that was driving a nice car. <laughs> and, and I had seen, you know, TV shows and stuff. Um, and I knew that there was money in it. So that's kind of what drew me to it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and you know, the motivation of having that little one too, you know, that's gotta yeah, be for a sure. big driving factor. Yeah, man. I mean, food stamps, they don't, they don't buy diapers, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So how did that, you know, how did you get started? You know, where did you, did you find a mentor? How did you kind of get going with that? So I actually, um, I did not want to rely on anybody locally. I I don't, I don't know why I was just hardheaded. I I wanted to kind of go my own, own path. Um, I, I just got on YouTube and started researching, you know, how to, how to make money in real estate. Um, and that, that's kind of the route I, I went. I, I didn't really have a mentor per se. I just studied people on YouTube. Yeah. So who were some of those people that really kind of resonated with you? So originally, uh, the first person that I ever came in touch with was a guy by the name of, uh, Brian Casella, mm-hmm. which, um, I mean, I don't really, uh, you know, he's kind of went a different path now, but that that's who kind of, he was driving a Huracan and I was like, okay, th- this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be in. So. Yeah. So what, so, you know, you, you got the kind of the motivation and you started checking these things out on YouTube. Then what were your next steps to really kind of start getting involved and in becoming a licensed agent in your market? Yeah. So, uh, I took the course, get licensed, and you know they they uh, sit you down, and say, "Here's your desk and a phone, get to work." And um, mm-hmm. I had really studied. I mean, that Brian Casella guy who was preaching cold calling—that's how you need to get leads. And I was broke; I didn't have money to invest in anything else. So I started out by cold calling. Uh, I was targeting four sub owners heavily, and I think within two months, I had my first contract. Uh, it was just a little bitty land deal. I made like 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a couple more months go by. I think I was four or five months in the business. I land a $450,000 FISBO. They only gave me 30 days to sell the house. Oh. That was the contract, but I was <laughs> desperate. So I took it and uh, I ended up selling it. So right, Awesome. So, I mean, what was it, you know, you, you said you didn't have the, the money to, you know, to buy the leads. So you were doing the cold calling. You didn't have a whole lot of, you know, marketing out there. What were you doing? And really for this specific FISBO that you're talking about, what were you doing that kind of sold, sold yourself to them? Man, I was just hustling, man. I, uh, mm-hmm. I just told them, you know, Hey, for the right price, would you, would you sell, would you sell your home and let me list it? And at first they were like, no. I think I call, I think I followed up with that person like 12 times um, before they actually let me come to their house. And then once I got to their house, they were like, we need you to come down to 5%. And I was like, well, how about we do 6% and you only give me 30 days. I just negotiated with them and they didn't think I could sell it in 30 days. So, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, talking about, you know, getting started and it's tough. I mean, it it, it takes time to get kind of rolling, but from there, you've really, things have really scaled up. Tell me about kind of how things have gone these last really like two years. Yeah, man. So like I said, I started off with the cold calling. Um, Once you, once I started getting some, some money uh, and started seeing the direction of where social media is going. I mean, in my mind, I think if, if you don't get on social these days, like by the time, you know, 2025 is here or 2030, I don't, I don't know. Do you still maintain the same amount of market share or does it all go to 
everybody on social. So uh, I started kind of seeing the direction that everything's going and um, start posting content, put myself out there um, and posting stuff in a way that kind of positions myself as uh, an expert or an authority, especially on Facebook. Um, and that has been the biggest lead source for me. Um, you know, if, if you're broke, I would definitely say cold calling is the way to go, but also put, put yourself on, on social. A lot of these things that you can create content with, they don't cost mm -hmm. hardly anything. I, I started out with Canva and then I got Photoshop and I was doing everything myself. I still do a lot of it myself. And, um, that has been way better than cold calling for me. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, you know, I'm interested in a couple of different things here, but tell me about your, you know, what were, what was some of that content that you were creating, you know, when you first started out and even doing today, you know, what is, what have you found that's been the most, um, that's attracted the most people? Yeah, man. So like I said, um, posting stuff just that positions yourself as an expert, as an authority, like if you sell a house, it needs to be a big deal, especially on your profile. I mean, and some people feel differently about that, but if, if you don't promote your business, who's going to promote it is the way I feel about it. Um, so if we sell a house, I'm making it like, it's the biggest thing ever. And I feel that the goal should really be like celebrity. You want to post stuff that celebritizes who you are, that creates this mm -hmm. kind of, um, rather than you being like all the other agents or other people in your market, how, how can you position yourself to be different? And that's kind of what I, the content that I'd focus on, but also, um, that's more like branding, but also, uh, posting stuff that is informational content, you know, like one of the biggest deals, the biggest deal I've ever done, I posted a video on YouTube, top five reasons to move to my area. And off of that one video, it only had like 1600 views at the time. I landed a deal, uh, biggest deal ever, 869,000 cash money. The guy called me from California said, I already found the house. I've seen you on YouTube. I want you to be my agent. $23,000, two weeks later off of one video, man. So, <laughs> and, it, and the video costs hardly anything to produce. No, it was free, man. Free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Um, yeah. So, you know, so this guy, he sees you on YouTube and just kind of reaches out. What was that like when you started getting these people that are reaching out from other places around the country that have seen your stuff and say, hey, you know what? You obviously know your market. You know what you're doing. We want to use you. What was that like when you first started getting that reaction? Man, I mean, at first I was like damn, this really works. <laughs> um, but, but it's, it's, it's definitely different than cold calling. You know, um, a lot of people think if you post content that people are just going to come to you automatically, but you really got to be consistent with it, uh, for like, once you start forever, <laughs> basically. Um, and then whenever you do get those inbound leads, I think time, like the time delay between whenever you reach back out to them, if you don't reach back out to them within like, I'd say 15, 20 minutes, like your, your, your chances of losing that lead are going to be 
kind of high. But um, to me, that's like the most important thing that I've noticed from those inbound leads is you want to get to them real quick as soon as, as, as soon as you can. Yeah. And definitely in with the, the timing also, cause it is super important. I think I can't remember what the stat is, but it's something crazy. Like if you're outside of that 15 minute window, your chances of securing that lead drops off like 85% or something. It's something insane. Yeah, man. But in addition to that is you also, st- you have to be really knowledgeable about your market because these people are reaching out to you, looking at you as that expert. And if they have any question that you're not, you know, familiar with, you're not sure what they're talking about, you're boom, they're off to the next. Yeah, man. I mean, a lot of people think fake it till you make it, but whenever you're posting content, no, you got to know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And, and by, but by doing that educational content and that, you know, the market updates and the market research type stuff, you really are staying on top of everything. So when somebody does reach out, you have all the answers for them. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What, um, you know, so tell me how things have been really kind of going for you. What's, what's been the business like? So it's been, it's been booming, man. I'm, uh, first year, just basically cold calling. I got started out, uh, I think I made 47,000, um, second year scaled up to hundred K. And then I brought my wife on last year and together we hit just over, I think 220,000 together this year. I'm projecting we're probably going to hit five, 500. Oh, so amazing. We're, we're yeah. trying to double every year, man. That's amazing. I mean, it's awesome too, especially, you know, just hearing your story and everything. That's amazing. You know, that you've, you've been able to do this and provide this for your family. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been cool. It's been crazy. Um, it's been, I think the craziest thing about it though, is whenever I was like where I come from, I thought, man, if I could just get to, you know, 47,000, a hundred thousand, oh man, I'd be set. But then you reach that point and you're like, this is all that a hundred thousand buys. Yeah, no, definitely. When you start adding in the kids and everything else that, uh, the money somehow evaporates very quickly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What, um, so tell me a little bit about your market is what's the, are there a lot of other agents in the area that you're competing with? And yeah, man, a lot of veteran agents, most of the people are, have been in the business 10 years, 20 years. Um, and I was the new kid on the block and I'm like the youngest. So everybody else is kind of in that, uh, 45 to older range. So whenever I first started, like I, I noticed, I noticed everybody was working off of referrals, uh, from the, from the previous business. And, um, I just looked at the opportunities in the market. I knew people weren't on social. Nobody was posting video and also nobody was cold calling because everybody hates it. Right. So I was like, that's how I'm going to make my money. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. And then in, in, with doing all the social, you know, if you got started in 2019 coming to obviously the next year, everything kind of gets crazy. And all of a sudden we're now on, you know, everything's virtual and we're not doing, you know, house visits and all this kind of stuff with COVID. So you had already kind of started setting yourself up and it just kind of so happened that you were the person in your market that was already doing everything like that. Yeah, man. I I don't know what, 
I mean, the universe, God, I don't know, man. Maybe I seen a fortune cookie or something. <laughs> but yeah, it, it ended up working out, and um, I, I'm glad that I've I've went that way because I, I think the way things are going, like I said earlier, I think that's going to be the wave to make to make the most money. Right. So when it comes to social media and posting this content, what kind of what kind of tips do you have out there for people that either you know, are doing it, but not doing it very well, you know, just kind of dabbling in it or haven't really started and, you know, really should be starting. What's your kind of schedule or cadence that you kind of use to make sure that you're staying top of mind? Yeah. um, Well, for anybody that's not posting, I'll get on it like today. And I would, I would try to leverage every single channel possible. Uh, YouTube so far has been um, the best one for me, even though it was one deal. I mean, that lead was ready to go. They're like, I'm ready. So I would get on YouTube immediately. Even if you're not getting um, a ton of views, it doesn't matter because those views, if the, if you title it something like top five reasons to move to so-and-so or like if they're watching that video, they're a good lead. Right. And um, also Facebook. I mean, the power of all these combined, like... Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they, they get caught up in, oh, I'm not having a bunch of traffic. I'm only getting 300 views. But if you think of each video as like an, a salesperson on your team selling mm-hmm. selling your, your business and generating leads for you, I think that's a good way to look at it. And whenever you combine all the views, you might only get you know 1,000 here, 1,000 this platform. If you post on five different platforms, that's 5,000 people that watched your video. Um, but I think that's the main thing is just getting out there and just start posting. And then, um, I mean, I'd like to try and post at least three times a week. Some people, they struggle with uh, posting that much. But if you don't post that much, I mean, there's so much noise in the marketplace I mean, more and more people are hopping on the, the social media train. So if you're not posting at least three times a week, I mean, you're not, you're not being seen. So that's my opinion. Yeah. And then also, you know, when it comes to the types of content to be posting, um, you know, obviously when you do get that listing or you get that deal or everything closes, you know, obviously you want to post those things that are happening here and now that are, that are kind of more the immediate things. But I really like that idea of that more evergreen content that you're talking about, you know, the top five reasons to move to, you know, community X and inside of a market, you might have 15 different neighborhoods or so that you can do those videos and those videos, they're going to continue to be shared and checked out. And, you know, it might be, you know, that video that got you a deal now in five years, somebody might check it out because it's still relevant. It's there forever. Yeah. I think that's to me, like those are the best types of videos. If you're going to spend time doing video content, like those are the really ones, if it were me, I would focus on doing because there is no, um, you know, there, there is no, uh, timestamp on it. Everything. It's relevant forever. Yeah, absolutely. And it is something, you know, maybe in 10 years, Hey, or if there's something that really big comes to the neighborhood, you can go update it, but you know, for the most part, it's going to be relevant. Yeah. Heck yeah. What, um, you know, as you were kind of getting into the business and you didn't, like you said, you didn't have the capital to go out there and start purchasing, you know, really kind of building up your marketing 
through, you know, spending money on it. What are some of the ways that you've seen to kind of increase your margins and start to really be able to invest a little bit more back into your business? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of crazy. You asked that one, one of the reasons we have been able to grow like double every year is because uh, like the first year, it was just hammering out and talking to as many people as possible, which I think that's a big part of it. But also you don't want to do a bunch of deals undercutting your commission and you're losing money. And then you just end up working in your business and instead of on your business, because you don't have any extra cash. So I like to, uh, I, I call it like a value equation. And I actually got this from a guy named uh, Alex Ramosi. Um, and I highly recommend anybody that is in business to read his book, a hundred million dollar offers. Um, but basically in the book, he goes over how to create an offer in a way that you can charge more money for your service. And a lot of people, they're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to charge more money and do less work. But from what I've gathered in, in the past three and a half, four years, anytime you charge more money, you're going to have to create more value for for the service or product that you have. So, but one of the things that we did, we started focusing on what are the things that a homeowner has to deal with whenever they go to put their house on the market that is annoying, getting their house ready. Uh, they don't have an exact number of what it's going to appraise for. Maybe they have to deal with inspections. You know, what, what are some of those things and, and how can we solve them in our service. And then whenever we solve them, charge more money for it. So, and kind of presenting it as like a hands-free premiums uh, product and giving them options. I think that's, that's like what has helped us make them more margin per deal. Right. So, Right. So when you are meeting with these clients at that initial appointment, do you kind of have almost like your, your different levels of service that you, that you have? Yeah, man. Whenever I first started, I I was listening to some of the mentors on, you know, YouTube, and they were like, "Oh, just charge six percent," and just tell them you're like one of the objections somebody asked was, "Well, what if they say no?" And then he was like, "Well, you just tell them I'm worth it," and I'm like, "I've, I've tried that," and people are like, "No, you're not," <laughs> <laughs> I, because they don't see the value, right? Um, so like. I've, we've definitely, we've started having like different levels because, you know, one product, you know, an 8% product, that's not going to be a good fit for everyone, you know? So maybe you have a 8% product, 7% product, 6% product, and each one has different levels of service. And then you let them choose which one they want. And I, I've noticed that actually it's easier to close whenever you present like that, because it, it gives them control where they, they're like, okay, yeah, I see, I see the value and I get to choose rather than, oh, this is, this is what it is. So. Right. Yeah. I, I like that idea. I think it really kind of sets the expectations really for both parties there. It, it kind of, you know, if it's more of the, you know, the lower end of the spectrum for you, both parties know like, Hey, you know, as the agent, I'm going to be working on other, you know, it, it, that you can, this is something you can, pro, you know, project onto those sales. Like, Hey, 
for this product, this is the service that you're getting. I will also be working on other deals while this is going on. So my attention is going to be divided. Right. And, right. And, it, but it sets those expectations like, Hey, if I'm the home seller and I'm calling, he might not answer every second, you know, or yeah. these photos aren't necessarily going to look like my house is, you know, the, uh, you know, the $12 million mansion down the road. It's just, right. Right. Yes. I I like that. I think that it really does kind of help set expectations for both parties and really allow you to know where, you know, how much time to invest in a certain deal. Yeah, man. And, and another thing to touch on that too, is a lot of people, I feel like they get asked, well, how much do you charge? And they're like, oh, well, I I can't tell you that, man. Uh, I gotta, I gotta meet you. I personally think, you know, if I, if someone asked me the price, I want to know, like, like if I ask for a price at a mattress store, I want to know the price because chances are I'm going to buy it, you know, and I might complain about it, but I complain about, you know, the gas price. I complain about the Starbucks. I still buy it though, you know? So whenever someone asks me, Hey, you know, what's your commission? I'm like, well, we got, we got uh, different levels. We got this, 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 and it depends on what, what you want. And then I, and then I set them up for an appointment. I'm like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta kind of talk to you more about what, what you, your needs are so we can figure out which one is best for you. But I think being transparent with how much you charge upfront, I think that's like a, a major pro to, to add. Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking uh, prior to, so you're in like the blue Ridge area of Georgia. Yeah, man. So for anybody that's not familiar with that area, that's a really, um, you got a lot of vacation homes and stuff. Yep. Is that primarily with a lot of what you're, you deal with there? Yeah. Um, especially ever since COVID, I mean, everything up here, people just start coming in waves, a lot of investors, everybody's trying to get away and it was already a big vacation rental market, but now it's I mean, like they're trying to turn Blue Ridge into another, um, the Smoky Mountains, like in Tennessee, Gatlinburg. So that's kind of the direction it's going. Um, but yeah, that's, that's like, uh, like my, my, my clients have went from, you know, for sale by owner, like local people to, I'd say like 70% now are investor types. Right. Because yeah, of the and- Airbnb market. Right. And out of state. And so by doing that, you know, I think that's where, especially in a market like yours, it's really important to have that presence online and on social media, because a lot of these people that are purchasing those homes or even, you know, purchasing them a couple of years ago and are ready to sell, they're not local. They're not going to see the sign on the, you know, on the side of the road saying, you know, no man, you know, so I think Not, for, uh, in a market specifically like yours specifically, I think that's a, a great way to do business. Yeah. And, and another thing on that is like, like I have a billboard, right? I, I was like, I'll put it right where I used to live. Like it's next to a trailer park, but I was like, this is where I'm going to like plant my flag. Right. <laughs> and uh, I mean, the local people, they'll reach out to me be like, yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen your billboard. That's awesome. And I feel like it's good for brand awareness, but as far as generating leads, 
I mean, zero, right? But I still got to pay it every month. I don't know how many people have seen it. I can't track those people. Whereas on social, if they like my video, they come to my Facebook page. I can go and retarget those people with an ad I create, you know, five years from now, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, and I think that's it. And you know, by you know, following the the mentors that you have, especially like the Alex Ramoses and those, you know, a lot. It's so much. I think people in the real estate industry, you know, you have the two. There's really kind of two two types of agents, right? There's the ones that are, it's kind of that, you know, that extra, that side job, that side hustle, but to really be successful, you've got to hundred percent treat it as a business and always treat it as a business. And, you know, and by setting yourself up, like you're getting these leads for the list that you can create later, like all that kind of stuff, you know, is, uh, is super applicable to the real estate industry. And I think more and more people would benefit by, you know, following these, uh, these types of people that you are. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, doing it as a side hustle. I mean, you might get to six figures, you might hit hundred K, but getting past that, I mean, you might get lucky one year, but I think to, to make any real money. And, and I think that's, that's something at the individual level, you got to ask yourself, you know, what is, what is real money to me? And I think once you understand you know, a hundred thousand, a million dollars. I mean, that's not really, it's a lot to some people, but I mean, once you start thinking bigger in terms of, you know, after you buy a house, car and everything, a million bucks is nothing. And, you know, to, to make more than that, you got to treat it like a business. And I think you can add other stuff to it. Like you can have multiple flows income. Everybody says you got to have seven, but even those, other ones are not treated like we've added some, but they're not treated like a side hustle. It, it kind of all works together to build up all as one, you know? So, yeah. So before we wrap up, you know, just tell me a little bit about what you guys, you know, what your, what your future plans, you know, we're kind of right in the middle of 2022 right now. So what's like the rest of this year looking like, and then what's kind of your, your goals here coming up in the next few years? Yeah, man. Um, this year, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to hit a million bucks probably 500 to 750 in the real estate industry. And then uh, I also got a marketing company and um, a couple other things we're working on that I'm, I'm going to hit a million dollars. That, that's the goal, man. And then uh, I plan on getting into the multifamily space and starting that up. Uh, I created a company called Ingler Capital and um I'm, I'm really wanting to get into that space. Cause I think, you know, for, for legacy, I mean, that's why I'm doing this is legacy, man. I want to, I want to be able to leave behind for my kids, my grandkids. I think for, for what I'm trying to do, like for long-term generational wealth, that's, that's like the, the biggest thing. Yeah, no, I think it's really, it's really cool. And I think your story in particular, it's, it's awesome. Like that's what, you know, it's gotta be your driving factor. Right. I mean, that's, that's gotta be what's driving you is to be able to kind of set your, your family up for something that you didn't necessarily have. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's a the big part of it. And, you know, like I, I want to be that, uh, that person that, you know, I wish that I could have had to reach out to whenever, whenever I was going through all that, you know, cause hell, a lot of people, they go through situations and 
I mean, they don't got anybody. So I'd love to be that example and maybe help, help a few thousand people, even if I just help one person, man. So, well, where can, you know, where can our listeners find, you know, your, uh, your social media platforms to kind of see, you know, some of the stuff that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube. I also got a podcast called the Engler edge. Uh, but Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, I'm, I'm everywhere, man. You can't, you can't get, a, you can't get away from me, man. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Yeah. Th- thanks for having me. I really want to thank Cameron for taking the time to join us today and talk all about how he has grown his business in such a short period of time. So once again, if you think you or someone else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode, but remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and we'll see you on the next episode.